Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. People spend the majority of their lives in their career. Doesn't it make sense to be passionate about your career? Today we chat all about how vital it is to ensure that your passion is your profession. You will be challenged to think deeper about what you do and why you do it. Let's dive right into episode 13. Hey guys, welcome back. We're at day 13 of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals podcast here with me as always, Michael Anthony. And today we're going to be talking about career. Your career. Aaron, good to be with you. Good to have you guys joining us, whether you're watching or whether you're listening to. And we hope these podcasts have been encouraging to you. And we love hearing from you. Thank you for those of you who are emailing us, info at couragematters.com, maybe messaging us on Facebook, the official Michael Anthony. That's where you can find me on Facebook. Instagram, same thing, at the official Michael Anthony. You know, we read that stuff and um, we take your input seriously. So who knows, maybe something you ask, something you suggest, we might devote a whole podcast episode to it. So absolutely. It's awesome. Well, I want to jump right in here because I think career is such an important area of life. And I think it's one that often gets unbalanced. Mm -hmm. We talked about in the last couple podcasts about how important it is to balance all areas of your life. Yeah. And it's so true. Most people spend the majority of their lives working in a career. You think of it eight, nine. I mean, you know, people that are working 50 hours, 60 hours a week, Yeah, eight to nine hours a day, mm-hmm. you're spending in a career. In your career. It's, it's huge. That's why it's one of the seven areas of life. Remember, the whole idea is that when you're setting goals, when you're achieving the goals that you set, there needs to be a systematic way, a simple and yet significant way to make progress in your goals. So if you look at your life, you know, you think about, oh my goodness, how do I set goals in my life? We break it down into seven major areas, relationships, your spiritual life, health and fitness, your career. This is the fourth area of life that we're talking about. And when you look at um, your life in that regard, break it down into that way, you know, you break it down inch by inch, it's a cinch, right? Mm. Um, That you're demystifying that whole goal setting process. And you begin to realize, wow, this is actually pretty inspiring. I can actually do this. Um, it's not as difficult as I thought it was. It's not a drudgery. It's um, moving me forward. It's really exciting in that regard. So career is huge because you're gonna spend the majority of your life in your career. Even if you're self-employed, you're gonna spend time in that career. Even if you're independently wealthy, how you got to be independently wealthy or how you're going to maintain that, that wealth um, is you're going to spend a lot of time in that, in that realm. Right. So it's, it's really significant. And I think one of the things that you need to do in your life is identify your passion. What are you passionate Mm -hmm. about? Because why not? I heard somebody say, you know, if when your passion becomes your profession, you've lost your passion. And that sounds, it's one of those little pithies that you're like, Oh yeah, that's so cool. But, you know, there are a lot of pithies out there that under scrutiny, they they just disintegrate. They're snowflakes. They just, right? And I think that's one of them. When your passion becomes your profession, you've lost your passion. Could be true if you're just doing it for the pay, right? But here's the deal. What if you did your passion 
for pay. I think you could say this, until or unless your passion becomes your profession, you're not prioritizing your passion. Until your passion becomes your profession, you're not prioritizing your passion. Why not get, why not get paid for what you love to do? Right. Why not get paid so that when you go into bed at night, you're like, man, I can't wait to get up anymore. That's how I feel. You feel Absolutely. that way? Yeah, 100%. I, I love it. I, I love what I do. I can't believe it. I can't believe that, you know, thank you for those who support us, whether you're a patron or uh, an outright donor. Everything that we're doing is because of the support that we get, plus the resources that we provide. We're providing great resources like through the Courageous Life Planning System. But enough of that. Let's jump into the career thing. What do you want to ask? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, no, I want to I want to ask you about how can someone make their passion their profession? Because I think it's so true. Mm. I mean, every single person, um, the end goal is to be doing what you love, but I think a lot of people lack in thinking, how can I actually take this passion into a profession? How can I make what I love to do mm -hmm. basically earn me money so I can make a living off of right, it? Right, right. Well, again, it is so important. Repetition is the mother of learning. Repetition is the mother of learning. Repetition is the mother of learning. I'm repeating what I'm <laughs> saying so that you learn that repetition is the mother of all learning. Everything begins with self-evaluation. Everything begins with self-evaluation. Uh, Socrates, the unexamined life is not worth living. You can't live your life unless you examine your life. Hmm. So if you want to move forward, you have to begin by looking backward. Where have you been up to this point in your life? Where are you now at this point in your life? How did you get to where you got? And you, you begin to realize that everything that I accomplished in my life began in my mind. Everything I've accomplished in my life up to this point began in my mind. That's a uh, a fuse blower right there, circuit blower right there. And it's important to, to really let that sink in. If everything that you've accomplished in your life began in your mind, you say, well, that's not true. I stumbled into this. I'm mean, ta not talking about the exceptions. We're talking about the norm of your life, the norm of your life. Of course, there are exceptions. I ran into my wife accidentally, right? I don't know. How did you meet? Do you remember the first time you met Brooke? Absolutely. Where was Se it? <laughs> seventh grade, we were sitting... <laughs> We were sitting in a social studies class in the library. No kidding. And the, so typically teachers arrange seating arrangements by your last name. For whatever reason, this this teacher, is, he was kind of out there, um, arranged it by first name. So Aaron, A.A., Brooke, B. So we sat right across that from each it. other. I still remember. Yeah, I, I remember it vividly. Amazing. Seventh grade. That is amazing. Now, why were we talking about that? You met Janet unexpectedly. There are unexpected circumstances in life. <laughs> but in the large majority of instances, you are where you are today because it began in your mind. The mind is the garden where the seeds are planted. What seeds? The ideas. You plant the seeds there and then those seeds grow up. So in order to have a phenomenal career, you need to think through what, what is, what's my passion? What's my aptitude? What's my worldview? What uh, is my personality? You know, most people, they don't, they don't get beyond maybe somewhat of an understanding of their personality. Passion, that's just something that we repress because that's like, well, that's evil. I can't really do what I'm passionate about. Because, <laughs> well, why can't you do what you're passionate about? Yeah. You know, you're, you're the only version of you in terms of physical person, spiritual person that there's ever going to be on this earth. There might be somebody who's a doppelganger who looks like you a little bit or maybe a lot. That's not you, though. Once you're gone, you're gone. And so 
if you're a Christian, a lot of times there's all this emphasis on spiritual gifts. Well, find out what your spiritual gift is. But there's a lot more to it than that. You need to know what your passion is. You need to know what your personality style is, personality type, your aptitude. You need to have a vision statement for your life, a purpose statement for your life. Why are you here? What do you want to become in the course of your life? Your worldview plays a huge role in all that. And of course, we walk you through that in the Courageous Life Planning System so that you know. Right. You know how to, what, what these things are. You get these reflective questions. But when you realize that if I'm going to become whatever it might be, it begins in your mind. And you need to get in touch with your passion so that your passion becomes your profession. I say this to my boys all the time. We'll be out driving. We'll be in a restaurant somewhere uh, or it happens when we're on the road. And we'll see somebody who's taking uh, who's, a, who's a trash man or trash woman or a, a recycling person, you know, driving in the back of the truck. They hop off, they dump the trash cans, get back on the truck. And I always thought when I was a kid, that'd be kind of cool, riding the back of one of those things, <laughs> anything. Um, to a certain extent, right? Right. Not so much the smell and the heavy lifting. And, yeah. But the concept of riding without, yeah. I just, met a guy the other day who actually was retired and independently wealthy. He, re, he was retired at like 50 years old and he had a career as a, uh, trash guy. Wow. Yeah. So don't talk trash. So, <laughs> but, but um, I'll say to my kids, hey, you see that guy dumping trash? Do you think when he was in seventh grade that he was dreaming about graduating or dropping out and becoming a trash person? And the obvious answer is no. That, that, that's, listen, don't send us an email and say, you're trashing people who have lesser careers or, or careers that are not uh, prestigious careers. That's what I mean by lesser. Okay, I don't mean that as a slight. There's no script here, so we're just being real. Um, so it's not a put down. It's, it's an example of if you don't think about how you want to spend the majority of your life, then life is going to dictate to you out of a sense of urgency, you gotta pay the bills, gotta get a job somewhere, gotta do right. something. The urgency of life, the lack of planning, the lack of thinking, the lack of self-evaluation is going to compel you. You're going to be forced into a corner where you have to make a decision. And that's how the treadmill on life starts. You get on this treadmill, you get you become a hamster on a wheel where it just becomes this vicious cycle. I got to go to bed so I can get up early because I got to get money because I got to pay my bills because if I can't pay my bills then I'm not then I'm going to be on the street and it becomes this vicious cycle. So I'll ask my kids, do you think that that person dreamt about envisioned becoming a trash disposal person when they were in seventh grade? The obvious answer is no, they didn't. Right. Well, how did they end up there? The same way that you might be watching or listening right now. And here's the way out. If you change your thinking, you can change your life. If you change your thinking, you can change your life. Everything that you have, the majority of everything that you have in your life up to this point is because of what you thought, what you believed, what you conceived, and then you acted on. So if you can change your thinking and get in touch with your passion, your aptitude, your personality, um, your worldview, and think about where you want to be 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, then it's huge when it comes to your career. Why not right. get paid for what you love doing, what you're Absolutely. good at? Absolutely. And we're going to talk about it more in a couple episodes from here. But the idea of education, I think, plays a lot into this new kind of mindset is mm -hmm. you go through, especially me recently <clears throat> graduating high school three, four years ago. I can't believe it's already been that long. But 
they ask you, what do you want to do as a job, as a career? And mm-hmm. automatically you start thinking, okay, how I like this kind of, sort of, but it might not pay enough. So mm-hmm. let me focus on this career that pays more so I can support a right. family. Right. What I've gotten really into lately is this whole idea of lifestyle design. Mm-hmm. So thinking deeply about what do you want your actual life to look like? What your life to look like? Not just about making money but mm-hmm. to me more more than money is time i want to be able to have time with my family quality of life what right so the whole idea of lifestyle design and i was just thinking here about you can you can turn you can literally turn any passion into a profession mm-hmm. if you like drawing yeah. your son is a fantastic artist yeah you're going to see some explainer videos from my 13 year old son 13 and i remember we were sitting in our strategy meeting on monday and the stuff that he came up with in what two three days yeah fantastic and and, you know that just comes from uh, again learning from my own failures why do i want to have my kid wait until he goes to college (laughs) to get a formal degree until he does that he actually is pretty good at it now so why don't we cut him loose on an actual project right have him come into our strategy meetings for courage matters and teach him some stuff about business and life and life design at the age of 13. Don't you wish somebody did that for you? 100%. Oh my goodness. And you have to be careful, right? In your life, don't become jealous over the things that you now know that you have the potential of imparting either to your children or other people. People do that all the time. You know, we want everybody to succeed until they start doing better than me. Then I'm gonna hold back. Man, that's, that's not exponential replication, which is one of the five values that we talk about yeah. You know, until you repl- until you replicate yourself, you're not really invested in what you're doing. But that man, give it away. Help somebody else avoid the mistake or mistakes that you made. So I think like, man, I'd like to live like a million lifetimes when I think about what I know now. Mm. I wish I could go back. We can't go back and relive our lives. We can get we can go back and start living our lives differently. And then we can also impart to other people from the from the mistakes that we made the lessons that we learn. And and I think you bring up a great point. It is about life design. It's about what kind of life do you want to live? If if your career is your lifestyle, if your career fits in with and moves you forward toward the quality of life you want to live, awesome. Right. But I think, again, if you're not asking the best questions, you're not going to get the best answers. And when you ask what pays more money, that's when you become a prostitute in your Mm. career. There are so many people, and you might be listening or watching right now, the only reason why you're doing what you're doing is because the money is unbelievable. And then what you're doing actually is you're waiting for your retirement. So you, you know, first of all, you might not reach retirement age. Second of all, in the meantime, what in the world are you doing giving up the best years of your life for some distant time in the future that might not come? Man, your life is more valuable than just the money that you make. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so designing your life is what it is all about. That's why you need to look at your life in the seven areas, relationships, spiritual life, health and fitness, career, finances. And by the way, we have a fantastic guest on the next episode on finances. Super excited. He's helped people invest over $200 million over 16 years. Um, so you're not going to want to miss the finances, uh, financial area of life. Um, and then your education area and then your rest and recreation. Those are the seven areas of life. So you're designing 
what kind of a quality of life do I want to live? And, and especially with your career, you need to think about like, here's a fit question, right? Um, and this is an example of what we go over in the Courageous Life Legacy Blueprint, because it's about your legacy. It's about creating a masterpiece mosaic. You hear us talking about that in a previous episode in this series, the creating a masterpiece mosaic. To what degree does my current line of work fit with my life purpose, vision, passion, and aptitude? Or am I merely working for money? Hmm. And you answer that on a one to 10 scale. You ask that question right now, and that could be a game changer. It could be a career changer. You might say, okay, I've done it long enough. Right. You know, I've done it long enough. That's one of the reasons why I transitioned from pastoring. I was involved in pastoral ministry, two churches and two pastors for years, just stepped away from being at a, a great church for seven years and a large church, um, great people that we loved. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Because I was evaluating where I'd been up to this point in my life, considering how can I be the best version of myself, the DGRTMTDI principle. Excuse me? Did God really tell me to do it, principle, DGRTMTDI. Uh, <laughs> meaning, is God calling me to continue to serve as a pastor or is he helping me branch out to try to reach people more, to try to reach people who are far from God outside the four walls of the church, um, to change, try to change and impact the nation. That's what I want to do. So these are the kinds of questions that I began to reflect on myself. They literally changed my life, literally helped me solidify my career because I think that's what it's about. It's not like you, uh, all the time, just make a career change. It more or less solidifies who you are. And as you understand who, who you're becoming, right? But here's a great question. One to 10 scale. One means not at all. 10 means absolutely. To what degree does my current line of work fit with my life purpose, my vision, my passion, and my aptitude? Or am I merely working for money? Hmm. You need to ask that. You need to ask that question. And then your ideal career. What makes for a great career? If your career were dynamic, vibrant, and fulfilling, what would it look like? Hmm. And we need to help our kids ask those questions all throughout their childhood. So it's not like you just all of a sudden sit down and take a test, aptitude test or personality test, and now you know, or you gotta go off to college and spend $20,000 a year to figure out at least what you're doing, at least. yeah. I mean, your kids, I don't know. <laughs> By the time that happens, right? We're just going to have free college. So. Free co- yeah, that's right. <laughs> free college. <laughs> that's for no, another. Not to bring up another subject. That's for another day. <clears throat> but here's a great question. If your career were dynamic, vibrant, and fulfilling, what would it look like? You got to ask that question. And then stretch the comfort zone. Have I become apathetic about my career? How do I need to stretch myself in order to stay hungry and to love what I do for a living, staying hungry. You know, you until you get disgusted with where you currently are, you can't really develop a hunger for where you wanna be. So disgust and hunger go together. So don't, you know, you might say, well, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job. Identify that. Uh, come to terms with why do you hate your job? Let that disgust become a negative, motivator to get you out of there, to get you out, to reach your potential, to unleash your potential. Disgust with where you currently are. And then a hunger for where do you want to be? Hmm. What do you want to do? Who do you want to become? Those things are bedrocks and they come to the surface 
uh, clarity over that stuff comes to the surface, it's a result of asking good questions. And, and that's right. why the evaluation process, you know, if you want to move forward, you have to look backward. That, that, that evaluation process is so much. And then, and then here, uh, no limit life and live with live with courage. We'll get those in a second. I can tell you got the wheels are spinning and you got something brewing. No, I was I was just gonna say I think it's a it's a lot more possible than people make it out to be about creating a profession around their passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I know my fiance, she's super passionate about soccer. Mm-hmm. And so going, she's going to the playoffs, aren't they? College playoffs. Going to the playoffs or NCAAs. Yeah. Oh, fantastic player. She's, I mean, she's played since she was whatever, five or six, I forget, but little on up. So here she is in her senior soccer season. And it's like everything that she's played growing up, is that going to come to an end? And I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking, mm. and I know it's not going to come to an end because I know mm. she's going to coach. But say that you're super passionate about soccer, you can absolutely make a make a profession out of that. Mm-hmm. So you might not be yeah. the the coach for the USA women's soccer team, but you can yeah. make clinics, right. do online videos and courses on hey, this is how you should strike a ball. Right. This is how you should go in for a tackle. This Must is to learn something about soccer, right? That should somebody wants to learn. Share that knowledge with other people. Do clinics, mm-hmm. and you can you can make a living off of that. Yeah. I know your son Titus. He wants to do is it hunting videos? Hunting. He wants to be a professional hunter. Absolutely, and go for it. He was four years old. I I bought American Hunter magazine because I didn't grow up in a hunting family, outdoorsy family. I didn't learn that stuff till my when I was in college about that kind of stuff, and. I purposely got that magazine to expose my kids. That's one example. Expose our kids to a lot of different types of things, theater and music and stuff. And he was four years old. I remember when we lived in um, North Carolina, sitting on a couch next to me, flipping through American Hunter magazine. And on the cover was a wild boar. He said, Dad, what is that? I said, that's a wild boar. So he's quiet. And what about a wild boar? He asked me. I said, well, that's they're hunting wild boar. So I want to do that. And we actually did that um, two and a half years ago, went down to Texas. I won a hog hunting contest, went down to Texas. He sat on my knee, shot the hog, the wild hog, one shot, took it down. Wow. Where did it begin? Up here in the mind, right? Everything begins in your mind. But he has, I don't know how, baked into him this idea outdoors. He said one day, he goes, Dad, I want to live someplace where I can walk out the front door and shoot something. (laughs) that's great it's it's in him right Right. so he's 15 this passion has never gone away why should i suppress that and why can't he be i think there's room in the world for one guy who loves hunting who is a good communicator who could create resources and help other hunters and help people appreciate everything from how to hunt your gear how to prepare a meal, mm-hmm. you know, wild game and stuff. So we told him, why do you, you don't have to wait till college. You need to question the status quo. You got to wait. Who says you have to wait for college to do your passion? In the meantime, you're losing time that you might not even get. You might not even have the time to get around to your passion. Hmm. You might not even have yeah, that time. So true. I almost died four times. I'm saying that as. Yeah. In all seriousness, right? So, um, why not? Why not? It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you like you have to be an Olympic star, or you're going to be a multimillionaire over it. But you know, 
There are people who have a lot of money who are miserable because they sold their souls and they just did what they're doing for the money. Hmm. Is that success? I don't, I don't no. think that's success. No. So, so, you know, this goes in with this idea of uh, no limit life, which is huge. In the Courageous Life Planning System, it's all about courage, making courage your new way of life. And one of the ways you do that is by no limits, there are only two limits on your life at any time, the limits that your creator puts on you, God, and if you don't believe in God, that's okay in regard to it's not going to change his existence. The limits that your creator puts on you and then the limits you put on yourself. That's it. Hmm. Nobody else can put a limit on you unless you put it on yourself. And so um, there are circumstances in life. But what about my kid asked me the other day? My son asked me, he goes, well, what about the concentration camps? Did, did the people who are in them limit themselves? That gets into a theological issue, which uh, is for another podcast. But that's not a, a limit that the individuals put themselves into that is more of a cosmic limit hmm. the why do bad things happen to people right. question so when you really stop and think about it there are really only two limits and so the limits that you cannot affect are the limits that god puts on you or the environments that you're put into that you have literally no say in but we have so much of a say so much more of a say than we realize on impacting the things in our lives we have a say over. We can limit without realizing it, how far we go, how high we jump, how our impact is. So uh, one of the things that's central in the legacy blueprint and the yearly planner and the daily success journal for the Courageous Life Planning System is this no limit life, identify sabotaging factors. You gotta be careful you don't become your own worst enemy. You gotta be careful your own worst enemy doesn't live between your ears, right? Do I have any habits or attitudes that inhibit my career potential? Have I allowed any situation or the influence of others to limit my career? Well, he's just talking about others. Didn't you say it was only you or your creator? Yes, but they have to have your permission. You have to believe that what they're saying is true. And the moment you do, guess who limited you? You did, not them. Hmm. You need, to, you need to see the input of other people as only being suggestions. It's only a suggestion. Somebody's limited perspective, it's only a perspective, it's theirs. The real issue is now here's the day of reckoning. Are you gonna buy into that or are you going to reject it? Hmm. So if you're not even aware of this, yeah. your guard's gonna be down and you're gonna do what so many people do. They end up in a career throw, throwing out trash or maybe involved making a boatload of money, network marketing, I'm going to use the other example, mm. um, but it's not their passion because they didn't think it through because they limited, right. they limited. We, we often make career choices based on what we think is going to please our parents, mm. what we think is going to please siblings, what we think is acceptable to society and you're selling out. So you got to be careful about this, this, these sabotaging factors you can be your own worst enemy and then as you go through these questions you live with courage deep down here's another key question for your career deep down is there something that i'd like to do but i'm afraid to launch out and do it say that one again i love that question deep down is there something that deep down you got to think about this is there something that i'd like to do but am afraid to launch out and do it hmm. Is that you? 
And then you you write these things out and you ask the question, well, well, what is it? What am I afraid to do? And those things that keep coming up again and again, year after year. But you have to be attentive to it right now so that the years don't turn into decades. Because that can happen. Right. So if you don't ask the right questions, you don't ask the best questions, you don't get the best answers. And then that sets you up for being a human doing. Mistaking activity for progress. It's all about progress. Living your life as the best version of you of all the possibilities. Being balanced in each of these seven areas of life because each area affects another area of life. Life is too short to do anything less than your passion. That's that's my personal motto. Yeah. Life is too short to do it's anything great. less than your passion. Until your passion becomes your profession, you're not prioritizing your passion. Why not get paid for what you love doing? Why not do that? And, and be careful you don't limit yourself, okay? So the career area of your life is not just important. It's imperative. You're going to spend most of your time in your life, in your career. So you might as well make the most out of it, right? It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited for tomorrow's episode because we actually have our good buddy, Ben Shepard. Yeah. Um, great interview that you had with him as far mm -hmm. as the area of finances. Mm -hmm. He's, we always joke around, He'll he's like motivated. a finance ninja. He is finance Invest, ninja. Investment ninja. Yeah. Just yeah. Because he, he understands it and mm -hmm. he, he just, he gets it. So, you, you know, and I think the thing that's exciting about him, you know, as an expert, uh, you know, he's helped people over 16 years invest over $200 million and get returns on it. We're living in a day and age where people want to, they're posers. <laughs> they want to pose as an expert, but they don't have the, the track record. This guy's got a great track record in it. And he's an example of the kinds of people we'd like to, to bring along on the podcast to, uh, to do what? To help people move forward. And so they don't want to miss that. And go back and listen to the other podcasts. If you've missed any of them, go back and you can watch them uh, or listen to them on the Courage Matters app. Or the, yep. Was it Listen on the Courage Matters app? Listen on the Courage Matters yeah. app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Anchor, any, anywhere that you can get podcasts. Mm -hmm. And there. watching them, where do, where do they get to watch them? On YouTube? Yep, YouTube. Yeah, which is uh, official Michael Anthony. So youtube.com forward slash official Michael Anthony. You can watch the episodes there as well. Yep. And hopefully you like our new studio, right? Pretty cool. Yeah. It's been good being here. Awesome, buddy. Awesome. We're looking forward to tomorrow with Ben Shepard. Great. We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast, along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. To get your Courageous Life Planning System, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.